Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I am Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. the Savvy Traveler. And let me be, well, perhaps not the first, but certainly the first travel journalist on the radio with all those qualifiers to wish you a brilliant 2011. It's a New Year's weekend, and you're listening to America's most popular travel radio show. And today I thought we'd take a listen to some of my favorite interviews during the past year. Though the news segment at the top of this hour and my deals of the week at the end of this hour and the next are current. Now, there are all kinds of reasons to travel. I have a friend who spent years traveling to every single state capital in the United States. He's a political junkie. But seeing a great zoo might be a pretty cool reason to travel to, or at least that's what one of my guests today thinks. His name is Alan Nyhus, and he's written a book called America's Best Zoos, a travel guide for fans and families. In a few minutes, he's going to tell us about all the very best zoos in this country and what makes them that way. Debbie Taylor's a luggage expert. Who better to tell us how to pack wisely? And Andrew Weinstein is a spokesman with the Interactive Travel Association. He's going to explain where some of the money goes when you buy a hotel online. But let's start as we do every weekend by taking a look at the news in travel. Well, the news this week was clearly dominated by weather and uh, related flight delays, this time in the United States. Last week it was London and Europe. This week it's the U.S. A storm that began last Saturday on the East Coast caused misery that day. And, well, it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Even into Thursday and Friday there were still delays. In Moscow, both of that city's airports were closed, stranding tens of thousands of flyers and enraging Vladimir uh, uh, Putin, not to mention people who were stuck there because the concessionaires immediately began jacking up their prices as they began running out of food and drink. Uh, but along with thousands of travelers along the, along the East Coast who couldn't get home as scheduled for Christmas, the worst fate was reserved for those international flights that landed at JFK in New York in the evening and couldn't make it to a gate until the next morning. When I called our aviation expert and business travel columnist uh, with the New York Times, Joe Sharkey, uh, I wanted to ask him, <clears throat> excuse me, I wanted to ask him to explain this to us the other day. And I said, Joe, a weary nation turns its eyes to you for an explanation. And <laughs> I he was, was kind just of... giving some thought to the idea of being stranded in Moscow in December <laughs> and thinking that uh, the German <laughs> army probably. <laughs> I think I'd want to stay on the plane on, on, on the apron in, in, in Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. You're gonna, and you're going to love this, Rudy. The, uh, uh, while we were all paying attention to these um, uh, monstrous delays and cancellations, the airlines raised fares across the board on Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> by, by $10. 20, yeah, $20 way. round trip. <laughs> timing, timing. <laughs> well, now, now there, give me your opinion on this. There, there are some that, that say that the airlines canceled too many flights before the weather even hit because they were afraid of getting caught by that new rule that applies to domestic uh, flights that fines an airline like $27,000 a passenger if uh, they have to right. be kept on the plane longer than three hours without the right to get off. Uh, do you think uh, airlines overreacted early on? Um, they wouldn't say they overreacted. They would say that they acted prudently. Um, I think that new tarmac rule, which, as you say, f makes fines of $27,500 per passenger for stranding people for over three hours, 
that I mean, obviously the weather was the main factor. I mean, there's no question about sure. that. Uh, Kennedy, Newark, and, and uh, to a lesser extent, LaGuardia were socked in. Uh, people dropped the ball in terms of snow removal, et cetera, et cetera. However, I, I think that tarmac rule had also a really big role to play in this whole, this whole uh, uh, fiasco. Um, you know, if you look at the effects of the tarmac rule, uh, in I was look, just looking at the data, the first 10 months of this year, there were 12 uh, three-hour-plus tarmac strandings of domestic flights versus last year, in the same period, 546. I mean, the rules obviously got the airlines to um, um, pay attention to how long people sit on airplanes on, on, uh, on uh, tarmacs. Yeah, so it's a double-edged sword for I think consumers. So, yeah. I think that's yeah. exactly the way to put it, too. Um, what well, was it? The airlines or the airports, or both, who weren't prepared for this storm? I, I think everybody. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, you know, obviously the repercussions are, are are flying around in New York right now. Um, don't know why I'm sitting out here in Arizona. It was pretty clear to me this was going <laughs> to be a, a barn burner of a, a snowstorm. But uh, uh, obviously the airports were not prepared because things. That, I mean, the, the runways were not cleared for days. I mean, come on, we know. You know, it's uh, it's winter. We know it's going to snow. Not sure what happened there. Uh, the airlines, the airlines, I guess, were prepared. The, the trouble with the airlines is they have no slack. They've, they've got a system now that's profitable. Okay, good. Yay, we want it to be profitable. Uh, but there's no, I mean, uh, all the flights are nearly full or, or, or totally full. So if you cancel 10,000 flights, which is what they did in the past week, well, that's 10,000 times however many passengers uh, uh, who need to be reaccommodated, and they're not. You know, they haven't been reaccommodated. They're, you know, they're. We still see those scenes in the airport that look like the uh, the battlefield aftermath from Gone with the Wind. You know. <laughs> yeah, you. In <laughs> fact, Joe, I mean, it's not funny if you're there. You know? <laughs> no, it's not. And you mentioned that in your your blog. I'm going to give you uh, give our listeners your blog uh, address in just a moment. Let me yeah. ask you one last question. Yeah. Um, international flights. The reason so many of those flights sat on the for hours on the. Yeah. On the on the apron or the tarmac is because they aren't covered by that that fine. Uh, do you think international flights ought to be included in that three hour rule? Well, yeah, I, the, the the question is what you know the international treaties come into effect and how you know how mm. can the U.S. Uh, government uh, reach out and fine a, a foreign entity mm-hmm. as easily as it can a, um, a domestic one? So uh, there's some move to try uh, at the Department of Transportation to try to um, corral the international airlines, but we'll see what happens with that. I have to believe that if 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 a, if an airline thinks it's going to face over a million dollars in fines for just one airplane sitting there, they're going to find a way to get JFK to get a bus and 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 steps anything you know. Yeah, they pay attention to that exactly. Right? Yeah, Joe Sharkey's a business travel columnist with the New York Times. He's a frequent guest here, and we're delighted he's willing to do that here in Rudy Max's world. You can check out his blog at joesharkey.com, and let me spell his last name because it has a surprise e in it. It's S-H-A-R-K-E-Y, joesharkey.com. Hey, Joe, Happy New Year, and thanks for joining me Thank today. Thank you, Rudy. Happy New Year to you, too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. You know, Twitter actually came to the aid of some techno-savvy travelers stranded in that, in that storm. Uh, it allowed people to quickly rebook their flights. Delta Airlines, for example, has nine agents devoted to helping travelers on Twitter, and other carriers also use the social media tool to to uh, communicate with their customers. So while thousands of stranded passengers stood for hours in reservation lines at airports to rebook their flights on uh, or sat on hold for hours hoping a reservation agent would help them over the phone, uh, tweeters were actually able to book seats, track their luggage, and get up-to-the-minute flight information. Now, while 
Airlines did report a double or tripling of, tw- of Twitter traffic during the snowstorm. The Pew Internet and American Life Project says only about 8% of Americans who go online ever use Twitter. I mean, it's a lot of people, but still, some of those 8% got lucky this week. And when more of us go online, oh boy, Twitter will get just as backed up as the phone lines and the... And the uh, ticket counters at the airports did. Well, it's New Year's weekend. It's so nice of you to tune in. Happy New Year to you and your family. I hope you're somewhere warm and toasty. I hope you've gotten back from your Christmas holidays uh, if you were stranded in the great East Coast snowstorm of this past week. Stick around. We're going to learn where the best zoos in the United States are and why. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. I'd like to invite you on a very special trip in March, an 11-day wine and sightseeing tour of Chile and Argentina designed by Colette Vacations. We'll even do the radio show live during this adventure. This fully escorted trip includes airfare, lodging, 15 meals, and many other extras, even a tango lesson. We'll taste wine in Santiago, Chile, then take in Mendoza, Argentina, as well as exciting Buenos Aires. So call Colette Vacations now at 800-762-5345. Ask about the wine and wonders trip to South America. That's 800-762-5345. I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Sam Adams. And nearly every day, I've had a Sam Adams Boston lager. Nice, rich amber color. And a head so thick, you can float a bottle cap on it. I taste a sample from every batch, and I still look forward to the taste of the next one. Ah, delicious. Samuel Adams Boston lager. Cheers. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Safe responsibly. Could switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do mimes make even less sense when you can't see them? The mime is stuck inside a giant invisible box. Now he's drawing an imaginary door. And now he's opening his imaginary door. And the imaginary door just shut on his fingers. Now he's doing an imaginary cry. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. AutoZone. Want to make your tax refund go farther? Head to AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Why not use your tax refund to protect one of your greatest investments, your car? It's a great chance to do that project you've been putting off. Whether it's a battery, brakes, engine, or transmission, AutoZone has everything you need to do any job right. And if you need a little advice, we're here to help. Make both your car and tax refund go farther. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Indeed I am. 18 minutes after the hour. I hope you're having a great Labor Day weekend and the entire staff. We have, have, you know, as you know, we're... Corporate headquarters is well. We've given a lot of people off over the weekend. We've given about half the staff off. Off, so we only have about 150 people still in the offices. We're here at the complex. Uh, it's an enormous campus. I've described it to you before. It's uh, several high-rise buildings. We've got a lake in the center to sort of soften it, and golf carts take people around because it's quite a distance for walking. But that is basically the corporate headquarters, the world corporate headquarters of 
uh, Rudy Max's world. We have branch offices in, you know, everywhere from Senegal to London to Hong Kong. You know what it is. But most people are off for Labor Day. We gave them off, but we're glad you're joining us on Labor Day weekend, and I'm right here at the mic for you. Here's a stat for you. Listen to this. This shocked me. Zoos attract more visitors annually than all U.S. spectator sports combined. I presume we're talking NASCAR, NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, all of them. Zoos get more visitors annually. That is the lead sentence in a press release uh, announcing the book America's Best Zoos. It's a travel guide for fan and fans of zoos and families. Uh, it's written by Alan Nyhus and uh, John Wasner, and it's published by uh, Intrepid Traver- and the Intrepid Traveler. I'll give you details. You can find it at Amazon, of course. It's called America's Best Zoos, a very straightforward title. And we're delighted to have uh, uh, one of the authors, Alan Nyhus, joining us today. Happy uh, Labor Day to you, Alan. Thanks a lot, Rudy. Thanks for having me on. I'm a big fan. Well, thank you. It's nice of you to say that this is a stunning uh, statement. I'm, yeah, actually, it's it's uh, uh, the top uh, um, uh, spectator sports professional. Based yeah, professional. Baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. That's not, still not NASCAR. <laughs> not NASCAR. Okay, we're leaving NASCAR oh. out, but still, that's quite a yeah. quite a number of people. But interesting, interestingly, as a counterpoint, uh, you say that some surveys suggest that less than ten percent of tourists visit zoos on vacation, which seems like sort of a weird thing is it because people why is that people think all zoos are alike yeah and that's that's the whole focus of our book we're trying to change that we're trying to get people to get out there and visit other zoos i mean people support their local zoo very well but uh but we want you to get out there if you're in kansas city go to the kansas city zoo or even san diego or or the bronx is there that much of a difference between zoos around the united states that is what i have found i mean they have different animals i mean there's only four zoos in the country you can go see giant pandas there's only nine that you can see koalas and then they have all these different uh, exhibits. They'll take you to other countries around the world. And, and, yeah, I found that they're very different. Well, that begs the question of what makes a great zoo. What are your criteria for a great zoo? Um, there's a lot of things that go into it. One is having great naturalistic exhibits that will make you feel like you're in the animal's world versus uh, just seeing uh, you know, cookie-cutter exhibits that, that some people think zoos have. They don't really have that so much anymore. Another is a great animal collection, seeing animals that that you don't see at every other zoo, uh, like some of the animals I've talked about, manatees or something like that. Uh, another thing is having a great children's zoo for the children. Uh, there also many zoos have, uh, have some wonderful rides to ride on or great shows. Um, there's a lot of things that go into it. Well, so, uh, uh, so how, d- how does one know before you go to a city that, uh, well, they've got to buy your book for America's well, Best Zoo. But, yeah, I was going to say, but, not to be too self-serving, but that's what we're hoping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, that's, let's that's say the you're leaving to today. You got a great zoo. Yes. Let's say you're leaving today and you don't have time to go out and buy your book. I mean, how do you how do you decide? Or how do you qualify a city as having a great zoo? Well, you can go on the internet and check the city's uh, zoo on the internet, and and you'll get an idea. You can see a map of the zoo and things like that, and see what animals are there. Um, but but I'm going to tell you the truth. The best way to find out is to actually buy this book. And uh, if you're leaving today, you're not going to get a chance to do that. Although. Your local bookstore might have it, mm-hmm. but, uh, but that would be the best way, honestly. Okay, and but but I mean, is there any way if you go on a website, uh, can you say can you make a determination about a zoo? Uh, there's a website called Zoo Chat, and you mm-hmm. go on there and you can read some of the reviews and things like that of, of the of the zoo you're going to. And, but you know, people are very opinionated. We think that we've uh, come at, at the zoos from, from various different angles, and we'll give you <clears throat> a good, a good look, outlook at the zoo. 
Can, do you feel comfortable giving me your f- most favorite, you, what you consider America's top zoos, maybe three or four of them? Sure, I'll give you my top five, and it's not Perfect. necessarily in this order because it changes. Okay. Uh, my favorite zoo in the country is very predictable. It's the San Diego Zoo. It's the only zoo in the country has pandas and koalas, has just the best collection, has great rides, has just a beautiful zoo. And great weather year-round. Great weather year-round. It has some built-in advantages, clearly. <clears throat> Second and third, uh, not necessarily in this order, I switch back and forth, are the zoo in Omaha, Omaha, okay. Nebraska. Uh, Omaha's Henry Dorley Zoo, or the Bronx Zoo. Well, uh, hang on, why is Omaha great? It's fantastic for, for a few big exhibits right at the front. There's something called the Lead Jungle. It's an indoor rainforest that's, that's over an acre big. And it wow. takes you into the rainforest. It's just completely natural. Many people think it's the best zoo exhibit in the country. Boy, that'd be a great place to go on a winter day, wouldn't it? Oh, it's just fantastic. And, and that's the way they built that zoo so that they know that they have bad weather there in Omaha. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, you know, it's right there on the road between Chicago and San Francisco. So uh, they <laughs> have a great uh, aquarium there. Uh, they have a great underground uh, night exhibit, uh, a desert dome uh, a fantastic gorilla exhibit. It's just, uh, I think it's the second best zoo in the country. We're talking with Alan Nyhus, along with his co-author, John <laughs> Wasner. He's produced a book called America's Best Zoos. It's a travel guide for fans and <laughs> families, and we're going down a list of five of his favorite. The first was uh, San Diego, the second is in Omaha, and the third? Uh, I would say the Bronx Zoo in New York City. Well, that's a famous name, isn't it? It's the Bronx a famous zoo. zoo. You know, the Bronx Zoo, everyone thinks of uh, that's the politics in New York, but no, there's a great zoo there, and some of the most naturalistic exhibits. It's, uh, it's a favorite of zoo fans. Uh, they have a great uh, uh, gorilla exhibit there, uh, Gorilla Tropics. Um, they have a, a monorail that takes you through Asian exhibits. They have a new Madagascar exhibit with lots of lemurs and things. Uh, wow. It's a fantastic naturalistic zoo. That's good to hear. I've not been to the Bronx Zoo. Number four. Um, I would go back and forth between two, either the Columbus Zoo, Jack Hanna's Zoo, which mm-hmm. is probably the most complete zoo in the country. Columbus, Ohio? Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. yes. Or Disney's Animal Kingdom. I, I mean, they're both, those, those are both great zoos. They, they'd be my four and five, and I'd switch them back and forth sometimes. Um, Disney Animal Kingdom is, is only in Orlando? Yes. yes and, uh, gosh, well, I didn't think of that as a zoo, but I guess the title says it all, doesn't it? Really it really is. It's a, it's a, it's a zoo, but uh, it's more than a zoo. It's a theme park, and it's by far the most expensive zoo in my book. Uh, you know, it, it costs seventy-five dollars to get into into that uh, zoo, and and if you're going there just to see a zoo, you're you're probably going to think it's overpriced. Well, but, I, I've not been there, so when you pay seventy-five dollars to go into the Disney Animal Kingdom, do you not have access to any other part of the Disney complex? Um, not for just that, but most people don't visit that way. They they would buy a four-day pass or something, and they'd see the Magic Kingdom and Epcot Center and uh, and oh, okay. the other theme parks. Okay. By the way, the, this book is the nation's only travel guidebook covering USA zoos. That's, and people are correct. zoo fanatics, aren't they? But only in their hometown, you find. What's that? You, people are zoo fanatics. There are yes, people. Yes, there who, are some. There are but, zoo, zoo fans, you'd say. And, but we're trying to make more of them. And, and we, we are really focusing towards families, too. Um, and we, we talk a lot about what's good for, in zoos for, for children and for their parents and things like that. And uh, if... If, if someone wanted to find out more information, you've got a great website, don't you? Yes, we do. We have a lot of information at www.americasbestzoos.com. All one word. Okay, now how many no zoos possible. do you cover in, in your guidebook? What's that? How many zoos do you cover? We cover the 60 best zoos in the country with full reviews, anywhere from three to five pages. And then we cover another 37 zoos with one paragraph re, uh, reviews called the best of the rest. How about the National Zoo in Washington, D.C.? How do you rank that? I would say that's somewhere in the... Top 20, 
Really, you would. Okay, it is. It nice certainly too. is topography-wise a, a gorgeous setting. Yeah, it's, it's it's got a lot of nice things to see. Um, giant pandas. Uh, like pandas, right? Yeah. I think they were there. The first, the pan, first pandas in America were at the National. That's Zoo, right. Uh, President Nixon brought them back with him. Right. What a guy. Yeah. Um, uh, are there zoos that are just really terrible? There are, but they're mostly those little roadside zoos that, oh, that yeah. aren't even accredited and things like that. And I don't recommend them at all. How are zoos financed generally? Is it all from admissions, or do city governments give you know, state governments give them money? Who, how do they do that? Various, various. Some are some are uh, entirely private, and they uh, they they self finance uh, the zoos in Indianapolis and Phoenix, and now Dallas. They're they're all this by a foundation, and they're doing very well. There's um, others like the St. Louis Zoo, which is uh, entirely city government, and that's why it's free. Um, got it. And 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 then there's the National Zoo, which is federal government, and that's free. That's true. It's part of the Smithsonian, isn't it? And, of it? course, yeah. you got Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is owned by the Disney people. So. Yeah, we can figure that one out. Yep, <laughs> yep. Hey, Alan, this is great stuff. I, I really thank you for joining us. Alan Nyhouse Thanks, is Rudy. our guest. He is co-author of the book America's Best Zoos. Very straightforward title, a travel guide to fans and families. You can pick it up at Amazon.com. You can visit his website at AmericasBestZoos.com. Alan, uh, Happy New Year's uh uh, Labor Day. Uh, New Year's. Happy Labor Day weekend <laughs> yes. to you. Happy New Year's as well. Let me be well, the first yes, to wish I it to you. I hope I talk to you before then. <laughs> I hope so, too. Thanks very much. Thank you very much, Ruth. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do only dogs hear dog whistles? You can enjoy multi-car safety feature and good driver discounts when you switch to GEICO. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 minutes after the hour. If you're just uh, twirling the dial around and just found us for the first time, oh my goodness, are you in what luck today? It's your lucky Labor Day weekend. You have just happened into the country's most widely listened to travel talk show. And if you like to travel or you like to think about travel, we talk about traveling in your mind. We talk about travel books, we talk about travel scams, we talk about travel news, and we're delighted to have you. Don't touch that dial, because if you like to travel, you're in the right place. Well, you know, the cliche goes this way. We all take twice as much stuff as we need on a trip and half as much money as we need. 
Debbie Taylor is manager of a store called Luggage World in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and she's an expert packer who's spoken on the art and science of packing. And I wanted her to join us this Labor Day weekend to tell us what we're all doing wrong and what we might be doing right. Hey, Debbie, happy Labor Day weekend. Thanks for taking time out to talk to us. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. Okay. Uh, is that cliche true? We take twice as much stuff as we need, only half the money we need? I would say that's absolutely true. Most people definitely overpack. Why do we do that? Um, different climates. Um, I think people are always afraid of not having the appropriate kind of clothing, and so they take always more than what they actually need. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, well, how do you? So, how do you? How do you fight that that urge? How do you? How do you combat that? Um, we usually talk with our customers when they come in the store, give us a call, and find out exactly where they're going. We will make suggestions. Um, the issue we are encountering most likely here is that people are wanting to only carry on luggage um, and avoiding the check baggage fees. Oh, so, right. So that has been a challenge. Right. I'm sure I, that's, you must have seen the graph go up on carry on, the purchase of carry on luggage and the graph go down on the big bags, huh? We have. The, the influx of people coming in and wanting to avoid that $25 check baggage fee um, has sure. definitely increased. Sure. Okay, when you pack, I mean, you must be a great packer. Can we, can we stipulate that? Um, I think I am, yes. All right. What do you, have, what, what's the mental process when you open that suitcase and start going to your drawers and your closets? Um, basically try to narrow it down to only a couple of color choices. Um, one pair of shoes, usually wearing the largest pair on the plane, pack a smaller pair if you have to. Wait a minute, you are a woman who travels with one or two pairs of shoes I, only? I am. <laughs> Hall of Fame nomination. I am. And that, Never that met a woman like you, Debbie Taylor. <laughs> that, that has been one of the hardest things. Even I have some men that come in and it's like they need to take more than one pair of shoes and and if you're doing a carry-on bag, you really have to learn how to limit what you're going to take. Okay, so you're looking for everything that, that, that mix, mixes and matches. Mixes and matches. Try Keep. to pare down the number of pair of underwear, socks, everything that you possibly can. Toiletries have to be in small containers. You know, learn to live without the absolute necessities. I once read an article about a guy who took uh, his underwear he was going to throw away. He knew, you know, it was, knew it was time to throw it away, so he'd take him on trips and, you know, throw him away every day so he didn't have to carry him home. So he actually came home with less than he left with. That's actually a good idea. A lot of people will, you know, do the underwear. They will actually even take some clothing that, you know, once it's the end of the trip and they don't need it anymore, they leave it. It leaves. I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Samuel Adams. We care so much about what goes into our beer that we search all over for the best ingredients. Take winter lager. We go to Southeast Asia to get our cinnamon and grind it fresh right into the brew kettle with ginger and orange peel to give Sam Adams winter lager the rich flavor of a classic holiday beer. Ah, now that's a Sam Adams winter lager. We only brew it for a few months, so grab a winter lager today before it's too late. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Could switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do mimes make even less sense when you can't see them? The mime is stuck inside a giant invisible box. Now he's drawing an imaginary door. And now he's opening his imaginary door. And the imaginary door just shut on his fingers. Now he's doing an imaginary cry. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. AutoZone.
Want to make your tax refund go farther? Head to AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Why not use your tax refund to protect one of your greatest investments, your car? It's a great chance to do that project you've been putting off. Whether it's a battery, brakes, engine, or transmission, AutoZone has everything you need to do any job right. And if you need a little advice, we're here to help. Make both your car and tax refund go farther. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I'd like to invite you on a very special trip in March, an 11-day wine and sightseeing tour of Chile and Argentina designed by Colette Vacations. We'll even do the radio show live during this adventure. This fully escorted trip includes airfare, lodging, 15 meals, and many other extras, even a tango lesson. We'll taste wine in Santiago, Chile, then take in Mendoza, Argentina, as well as exciting Buenos Aires. So call Colette Vacations now at 800-762-5345. Ask about the wine and wonders trip to South America. That's 800-762-5345. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Does your furnace need repair? Your house need cleaning? Or maybe you're ready to update your kitchen or bath, big or small. Whatever your home improvement need, log on to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. ServiceMagic is a free online resource with instant access to top-rated remodelers, maids, handyman roofers, and many other home contractors. Go to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. It's quick, it's free, and there's no obligation. Visit homebuild411.servicemagic.com. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under Radio Sponsors for more info. It's 43 minutes after the hour. You know, when you buy a hotel room on a third-party website like Expedia or Travelocity or Orbits or Priceline, part of that money goes, most of the money goes to pay for the hotel, obviously, and a small cut of it goes to the website for linking you together at presumably a good price. Now, you pay taxes, you pay local lodging taxes as appropriate on that hotel portion of your payment, Uh, but now local municipalities are trying to convince Congress they should also be able to tax the money that goes to the website as a lodging tax. Andrew Weinstein is a spokesperson with the Interactive Travel Services Association that works with its members that's trying to thwart this additional tax. It's nice to have you aboard, uh, Andrew. Well, thank you, Rudy. It's great to be here. Frame the debate for us, will you? Sure. Um, I think the easiest way to say it is that um, there's obviously some real financial difficulties being faced by local municipalities now, um, and they're getting a little creative, I think, in how they are trying to close some of those budget gaps. Um, And one way that uh, we think is is potentially a serious problem for both tourists and the travel industry um, is by trying to twist and expand the definition of occupancy taxes, which are the taxes that for decades have been charged on uh, the amount that a hotel receives when someone uh, books a room there, and expand that to cover all of the intermediaries, um, travel agents, online travel companies, tour operators, others, um, who help book those rooms in the first place. So what they're trying to do is, kind of, is create a new tax, um, but keeping it under the same name of occupancy tax, 
um, on all of the other participants in the travel ecosystem. And we're really concerned about this for two reasons. One is, obviously, the students would make travel more expensive. I mean, taxes make prices go up. Um, but even more important, the way it's being done is that because there are 7,000 tax authorities, local tax authorities in the country, if you allow all of them to basically create their own separate tax regime, their own standards, their own rules, their own audit procedures, um, you make it impossible for uh, most of the companies that currently book rooms to continue to do so. Uh, it gets so expensive, uh, and the, the compliance burden becomes so staggering um, for small, mid-sized, even large uh, um, travel agents, tour operators, other travel companies, uh, that many of them are going to either go out of business or have to decide what markets they're able to, to do business in, because um, they won't be able to keep up with all the requirements. So what we're asking Congress to do is create what we think is a, a logical federal standard in this area. And it says, let's move this issue from the local level, where you have 7,000 potentially conflicting, overlapping, contradictory uh, tax regimes being put in place here, and move it up to the state level. And let the states, the 50 states, if they want to take a uh, past tax policy in this area, uh, allow them to do so. But let's not pretend it's an occupancy tax. I mean, it would be a tax on, on service fees. And states have every right to tax those. And this legislation would protect their right to do so. But it'd do it at a more rational level and allow travel agencies to stay in business because they can comply with 50 state uh, regulations. I didn't know that uh, the advocates of this tax were including travel agency travel agency commissions, basically, is what we're talking about here, right, Andrew? Well, I mean, each travel agency uses a different model, and it would depend, truthfully, on how the municipalities define the tax ordinance under this rule. But it certainly could cover that and does cover that uh, based on some of the, uh, the attempts that have been made so far. Uh, New York City, for example, passed a ordinance that it attempted to capture the commissions from travel agents and as well as the service fees charged. Um, and the response, I mean, has been really negative. I mean, uh, the uh, Tour Operators Association did a survey of its members. Eighty percent of them said they plan to reduce New York City bookings because of the compliance burden associated with the new tax. So uh, we, we, we feel like this is a, uh, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer for the industry um, in that it, it will actually help improve tourism and travel around the country if you keep taxes lower and you don't create this incredible uh, tangle uh, of new regulations and tax burdens across the country. Sure. In fact, I remember when New York City was charging 21% occupancy tax. You checked into a hotel, add 21% right on the top of your price for New York City and, and the state. Uh, and they eventually had to lower them because they were losing so much business. And that's exactly what we fear is going to happen here, too. I think that the that um, if, if Congress does not take uh, steps to pass this type of uh, legislation, um, our, our fear is that uh, the local municipalities are, are going to actually lose business, they're going to lose revenue, uh, because tourists and travelers and travel agencies are going to book their hotel rooms elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I, I would throw in one other thing also, just very quickly, Rudy, which is that we have a website set up called uh, travelersfirst.org, where people who are concerned about this can actually go and register their concern with members of Congress and hopefully help Congress take action in this area. All right, you heard it. Travelersfirst.org if, you, uh, if you've got a dog in this fight. Andrew Weinstein, I thank you for joining us uh, and getting up early this morning. My pleasure, Rudy. Have a great day. Andrew Weinstein is a spokesman for the Interactive Travel Services Association, and uh, his uh, group and his companies are, uh, are trying to stave off this uh, move by many local authorities to start uh, taxing additional parts of uh, transactions when you buy hotel rooms online or through a travel agency. It is 48 after the hour. Coming back for the last segment. Breaks my heart, but we're going to talk about great deals. Don't go away. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. 
This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. I'm Rudy Max. We're in our last segment here before the top of the hour comes up on us. Uh, I think it's worth uh, to note uh, this week the passing of Professor Albert Kahn of Cornell University at age 93. Now, Albert Kahn wasn't one of your run-of-the-mill professors of economics. Uh, He was one of the principal architects of the deregulation of America's airlines. He achieved that in the late 70s when uh, President Jimmy Carter appointed him head of the Civil Aeronautics Board. Now, you know, a lot of Americans don't remember this time. I mean, as well, they shouldn't. Uh, the late 70s were as well. It's 40 years ago. But there was a time in this country, 40 years ago, when airlines couldn't set their own fares. And they were all regulated, which meant if United charged $100 to fly between New York and Washington, everybody else had to. All the fares were the same. So shopping for fares wasn't really, unless there was an occasional sale, but even those had to be approved by the government. Uh, it took years in those days uh, before the government would approve a new route for an airline or allow an airline to drop an unprofitable route. All that stuff, it was tons of paperwork and tons of bureaucrats. And so the airline industry was this cozy little club. And, you know, the airlines made a nice little profit because everything was controlled. But Uh, So it wasn't all bad for the airlines, but it wasn't great for those of us who were consumers. Um, Airlines didn't have to worry about being undercut by competition. Uh, It's sort of as if every milk producer or car manufacturer in the United States all got together and set all their prices at exactly the same level. There was no competition. Um, Alfred Kahn led the charge to change that uh, and end more than four decades of very, very tight government control of airlines. Uh, He helped make it the competitive industry it is mostly today. And he also allowed airlines like Southwest to blossom. There was a Southwest, but it could only fly inside the state of Texas because if it went over the borders, it was uh, messing with federal government rules regarding airlines, and they couldn't have offered cheaper fares. They'd have to fall in line with everybody else. So a hat's off in memory of uh, Professor Albert Kahn, who really, really brought down the price of flying. I mean, uh, when you look at the price of a ticket these days, um, and compare it against inflation, I, I think it's still cheaper now to fly than it was 40 or 50 years ago. Quite incredible. All right, we do a couple of deals of the week at the end of the hour as as uh, as per usual. Uh, well, here's a quick one. It's only one sentence long. Wi-Fi connections are now free throughout Amsterdam's Schiphol Airport. So there you go. If you're flying through Amsterdam, fire up the computer. It's free. Uh, there are airports in the United States where it's free. I was just in one the other day. Where was I in the other day? And, and it was free. Uh, oh, gosh, I can't even remember where I was. But you'll find them more and more in the United States, and I hope that's an increasing uh, uh, an increasing trend. Affinia Hotels, was, they have seven boutique hotels uh, scattered around New York City, uh, one in Chicago, I believe, and one, maybe two in Washington, D.C. They are offering a seven-day hotel offer. It means you can only get it for seven days. And it's, it was embargoed until Saturday morning, and the deal, you can start cashing in on the deal Tuesday, January 4th. This is a limited-time promotion, only seven days that you can book, but you can stay through March 31st with a few blackout dates. So it's not a bad deal. But listen to these prices. Uh, $79 for a hotel room in Chicago, 105 in Washington, D.C., and then this is the stunner, $139 a night in New York City. I mean, come on, where can you get a hotel room that's decent for $139 in New York City? There are a few, but not many. Uh, Affinia Hotel is offering this. Again, it's for travel from January 4th through March 31st, but you've got to book by Tuesday. 
you got to book, you know, out out into February and March if you want. If you're traveling to New York and you know your dates, you might want to think about it. This is going to save you at least thirty five percent on uh, accommodations, and these are particularly spacious accommodations. A lot of Affinity hotels used to be condos or apartments that have been converted into hotel rooms, so they're they're oversized. Some even have kitchens and outdoor terraces. You can find more information and where to book by going to Affinia. That's A F F I N I A Affinia dot com forward slash seven day. And that's a numeral seven. So it's affinia.com slash seven day. Uh, or you can call 866-246-2203. I'll mention that number again in a moment. And you want to mention promotional code seven day. That's the promotional code for this offer. That number again is toll free number 866-246-2203. American Airlines launched a New Year's ticket sale and domestic destinations on Wednesday. But again, you got to act fast, even faster on this one. You got to book by Monday. Um, you can travel through April 20th, however, and these fares are good uh, Monday through Saturday, uh, for Monday through Saturday travel, excuse me. So you got to book by this Monday, but you can book f- trips through April 20th. Sample fares, uh, BWI to JFK, that's Boulder, Washington, JFK, $59 one way. This is before taxes and fees, of course. Dallas, St. Louis, $95 each way. Vegas, L.A., $29 each way. Can't take a cab to... L.A. Airport for that. Chicago to Washington Reagan, ninety-eight bucks. Albuquerque to Newark, one forty-eight. Boston to San Jose, one forty-five. Chicago Tampa, one twenty-nine. You get the idea. Okay, again, you can travel through April twentieth on Mondays through thir- through Saturdays. So I guess Sunday's the one day you can't travel on this special deal. A Saturday night stay may be required, and there's some blackout dates in March. But you gotta book by Monday. So if you know you're going to be traveling, check out the American deal and their competition perhaps is match. But again, it's a very short window for this one. We're coming to the end of the first hour, and uh, some of our stations will not be carrying our second hour. Breaks my heart. Call and demand. Pick at your station if they're not taking the second hour. No, I'm kidding. We're very grateful uh, to all our affiliates who carry Rudy Max's world. If you're sticking around for the second hour, great. We've got a lot of good guests coming up and some new news and some new deals, so don't go away. It's a great New Year's weekend. Happy New Year's. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.